Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. Monday, August 9th, 2021. It's Hear the Turtle presented by Toyota. And Keith, the Hear the Turtle summer vacation is absolutely over. And we are back for football season, football training camp beginning today as we record on a Friday. Oh, it's nice to have him back, Keith. Sports back at normal time, scheduled normally. With fans in the stands coming in August, September, October, November, December, it's great to have it back, Keith. There's a there's a there's a buzz in College Park, and you and I are back on the mics. We're sitting here in Maryland Stadium in one of the suites, looking out at an empty uh, stadium stands, which we saw all of last football season. Yes, no fans in the stands besides families. A couple of days, we're gonna have Maryland West Virginia in a month with Maryland fans going nuts in the stands as Maryland football kicks off its 2021 season. And it has been months and months, over a year in the making that we're finally uh, back to this point. And no better way to kick off the football season than uh, Maryland football local media day with uh, Coach Loxley getting things started this morning. Yep, Coach Loxley was just on the mic. Brian Stewart, Dan Enos, and Ron Zook were up and a bunch of players now talking to the media. As you said, September 4th, 3.30 against West Virginia. It will be a whiteout at Maryland Stadium for that one. And we were excited to bring on Rakim Jarrett. We'll get to that interview. Maryland, local five-star, star-wide receiver. But let's go through a couple of things we're looking at as we head into training camp. You know, what Coach Loxley has talked about a ton, he said it today, he said it at Big Ten Media Day, we're done with potential talk. We're done with great recruiting class talk. We're done with, hey, maybe in a couple years it'll it'll happen. They want results this year. We're going to try to analyze a couple things that's going to help them get that results. So, Keith, start with your first thing that you're watching here in uh, training camp in 2021. Well, Coach Loxley was asked about the offensive line today, and I, my question would be, can the offensive line take that next step? In 2019, Coach Loxley's first year, they're ranked 124th in pla- pass-blocking efficiency as a unit. They were right around the top 50 last year. Can they get up into that top 30, top 25 to protect Talia Tungavailoa? Uh, as he you know, starts his second year at the helm as Maryland's starting quarterback. Allowed 3.2 sacks per game last year. Taylor, can they knock that number down in the twos? Less than you know, one a, a game, uh, keep him upright so he can do the things he's able to do. You have some new faces uh, on this offensive line, some 
names you might know Jalen Duncan, Spencer Anderson back in those tackle positions, Jahori Branch at the guard, but you know, the center Johnny Jordan leaving um, at the end of last season for his final year of eligibility, they're going to have some question marks to answer, but that offensive line can get together and play consistent early and often um, this season. That's going to reap dividends for this offense. As we've seen when Maryland has had success in the big 10, it's when the line play has been good on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And, Coach Lossie has been very, very full of praise for new offensive line coach Brian Braswell. Says he's, you know, going to be the key to a lot of their success this year in terms of teaching. You know, Maryland doesn't have the stars. That's not where really the stars in terms of recruiting are living on the offensive line. So it's going to be about coaching those guys up and, and molding guys. Um, and as you said, if they can keep Talia upright, they're going to have a lot better chance to get the ball to the hands of their very talented receiving core. And for me, my first key key. And there's a ton of talk about receivers, and we're going to talk to our Kim Jarrett. So we'll talk about receivers as we go through here. But to me, it's the consistency. Can Talia Tungavailoa have the consistency throughout the games that Maryland plays, you know, game in and game out, to give them a chance to win? We saw the spectacular at times last year from Talia. You know, the Penn State game, he was tremendous. The, the Minnesota, Minnesota game, game yes. he, you know, he was taking the country by storm there, you know, for on that Friday night against the Gophers at Maryland Stadium. But we also saw the lowlights as well, struggled against Northwestern in the opener. And, and, and you, you sort of see that in an opening game against the Northwestern team, then ended up having one of the best defenses in the country, but didn't necessarily have his best stuff against Indiana in a game Maryland felt like they could win. So he's got to bring consistency game in and game out. And, and that's easy to say at the quarterback position, but you, when you look, take into account Maryland's history over the past decade at the quarterback position, any type of consistency is a welcome sight. So if Talia can do that, that's that's what I feel like. And, and, and in camp, It'll sort of be those reports. Can he find, you know, increased chemistry with this receiving core? Can he feel comfortable behind this offensive line? I'm very fascinated to watch him become a leader as well as we go through this three weeks of camp. I think that's going to be huge as he tries to develop consistency. Your consistency in the games starts with your consistency day after day in practice. And and he's the unquestioned starter. I think at this point, you know, there was there's no, you know, last year it was between him and Lance going through camp. There was those questions. It's Talia until it's not right now. So he has that security. How consistent can he be uh, throughout campus he leads into the season? And offensive coordinator Dan Eno said he wants to see Talia get a Ph.D. in this offense. Know the schemes, know the protection, know the defense he's going up against you know, every single day, whether it's in camp, uh, game day prep, whatever, and that's going to help him you know, get that consistency piece. And then how do you handle adversity when it comes up? Um, you know, Every quarterback does in one way or another. You know, How will Talia handle it as it comes his way this year i'm looking at the other side of the, the, the ball for my next thing to look at for this season uh, taylor and that is can maryland's defense create more turnovers last year maryland was last in the big 10 in interceptions with only two and five games now again you know you extrapolate that only five games played but still uh that those are numbers that you just you, you want to see go up if you're going to have success on the defensive side of the ball eighth in the big 10 in sacks um you know, kind of right there in the middle of the pack but you know it's interesting listening to uh to be a defense Defensive coordinator Brian Stewart say, you know, to get more turnovers, we're going to have to be more aggressive. We're going to have to play co closer coverages. You know, the drills he was talking about, they're going out there to, you know, execute here in the first day of practice are about forcing fumbles, you know, stopping the stiff arm and, and finding a way to get to the ball, um, drilling for turnovers and, and drilling that aggression into this defense from day one, because um, that's what's actually going to show up on game day when you're able to get a couple plays that, you know, how big turnovers are in this game, Taylor. Come on, you know, that can 
swing the momentum uh, uh, of a football game. You know, if you hey, get a couple extra turnovers in West Virginia in game one, that could be the difference between a win or a loss. So uh, I'd be interested to see what that looks like, especially with this, how talented this secondary is. Uh, you guys got guys like Tariq Steele and Nick Cross back there. You're, you're, you're going to see those guys make some plays. I think that what you know also plays into that, and, and there, as you said, there's all that talent on the secondary, can a guy like Tarheep still make pass breakups into interceptions? That's going to be a huge key. But can Maryland get pressure on the quarterback to help, you know, not only, you know, get strip sacks and, and do those type of things, but to allow their secondary to really work um, and, and force bad throws? You know, everyone has been talking about this 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 new group of defensive linemen, Damian Robinson, Tommy Aking Basote, which is going to take me some time uh, to get you to. And that's, then pretty, that's, that's pretty nice for uh, role number one. And then, and then Tajay Johnson. These guys are – that's where the stars are in this Maryland recruiting class that's come in. Can they have an impact from day one to help Maryland's defense go to the next level under new defensive coordinator Brian Stewart? Keith, the final thing I'm looking for is who emerges in this running back room. Maryland has had very, very established – running backs over the past few years in a in a program that has had a lot of questions most of the time coming into the year whether it was Jake Funk whether it was Ty Johnson whether it was Javon Leak and Anthony McFarland the Terps have kind of had that answer at running back you know who's getting the carries or what four or five guys are getting the carries as was the case under Matt Canada a few years ago now the questions are a little bit more prevalent of who is going to get the carries. Tayon Fleet Davis, who has been around this program for a while, he's been on this show twice. Three you know, times, I believe. Three times, three times. You're right, three Forget times. Forget about Unlocked Day. That's right. right he's been up and down, you know, has had some off-the-field stuff, has had some on-the-field success. Kind of, a, you know, we saw him as a freshman year against Texas have a bitch touchdown at FedEx Field against Bowling Green. He's the he's a guy that that sort of comes in as the veteran guy in the room, but he can't he can't be the only guy um, that, that carries the ball. So I think he comes in as the starter, quote unquote. And then you have two guys that that got carries as freshmen. Penny Boone is a giant running back. I think everyone saw him out of Michigan. And then Isaiah Jacobs has the pedigree. Brother Josh Jacobs in the NFL. Are do those two guys take another step? Boone just never found consistency. Jacob struggled a little bit with ball security. So you just saw Jake Funk really eat up the carries, and you saw how well he did parlay that into an NFL draft pick. Is it those two guys that take it on, or is it this freshman group of running backs, your Colby McDonald's, your Roman Hembees, who you know we've heard good things about in terms of his speed? Antoine Littletoon is listed at six foot two seventy. You want to talk about big running backs? Ooh. Can one of those guys take some carries? Um, Shalon Famatau as well, who's a sort of a walk on last year, um, who's emerged as a special teamer. Does he factor in? That is going to be a place where there is there is areas to get onto the field. You know, if you're behind Talia Tungavailoa right now in the quarterback room, might be tough for you to get on the field. If you're sitting there in the running back room here on day one, you've got a chance to get carries. They are wide open for all of these guys. There's obviously advantages to the guys that were here before because they know this offense, especially for a guy like Fleet who's been here for a while. But there are carries to be had. Of that 86% of the offensive production or that stat that Coach Laxey gave earlier, not a lot of that is back from the running back room. That was Jake Funk. So I'm very interested to see day in and day out being out of practice. You know, what which of those running backs is stepping up and, and really taking an opportunity. I think it I think that's gonna be something that Coach Locks, an offensive guy, is gonna enjoy throughout his time at camp, watching those guys battle each other 
um, for carries. I think that's going to be interesting for him to watch, interesting for the fans to watch. And Elijah Brooks is 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 got a is got a coaching job to do here. He's got to get young guys ready to go here, either in year two for those two sophomores or in year one for the for the freshman group. And you hope, and we really love Tayon Fleet Davis. We've enjoyed when he's been on our show. I hope he goes out on a good note as well. Um, and, and really is a guy that you know started at one point in his life and career and leaves Maryland, you know, as a better player and a better person. Um, only wish good success for Fleet. So excited to watch that running back room work. The room that doesn't have a lot of questions, Keith, is the wide receiver room. We talked to one of the guys that answers a lot of those uh, – ants would be the answer to all those questions. And Rakim Jarrett, if you're a Maryland fan, you know who Rakim Jarrett is. Rock. Rock. We're calling him Rock. We're yes. calling him Rock. The brand is there. You know, a, a good freshman season last year in sort of what was such a truncated year um, and now comes with huge expectations with Demas and Jayshon Jones and Brian Cobbs and Daryl Jones and all the other young guys below them uh, in what is a very, you know, talent-filled wide receiver room. We heard Coach Loxley compare it to his room at Alabama with, the, you know, the Jalen Waddles and the – Henry Ruggs and all those different guys. If it's anywhere near as good as that, turf fans are going to be excited. So let's get to our interview with Rakim Jarrett. For nearly 75 years, the Terrapin Club has been the foundation for the student athletes, coaches, and staff of Maryland Athletics. And now, Maryland Athletics is proud to announce Terrapin Club Reinvented. Terrapin Club Reinvented offers three new features exclusively for our Terrapin Club members Terrapin Club Plus, one Maryland Magazine, and the Terrapin Club Backstage Pass. These new benefits will provide members with exclusive content and behind-the-scenes experiences unparalleled in collegiate athletics. To learn more, visit terrapinclub.com or call 301-314-7020. We're back here on Hear the Turtle, presented by Toyota with Maryland wide receiver Rakim Jarrett. Rakim, we, we got our set questions here, but you came with a smile on your face. Right. It's the first day of camp, my man. Right, right. We're back talking to you in person. You've got all your guys back. Just how excited are you for today and to get this thing going? Um, we're really excited as a team. We're trying to hit the ground running, trying to pick up right where we left off at in the summer. So, I mean, it should be a fun camp. Let's get this out of the way, first of all. It's Rakim. Rakim, yes. Every, how many people get that wrong? It's got to be you've yeah. got to be a daily struggle for you to I get just, your name right. I just go by Rock because that's shorter, one syllable. So. I, I like Rock. Rock Jarrett. Yeah, Rock Jarrett, is, that's a brand right that, there. That, that's got a good little vibe to it. I like it. Now, Rock, take you back to last year. Before the Penn State game, you have a breakout game. On this podcast, do a little prediction kind of busy. This guy over here predicted you would have a play over 40 yards – touchdown you end up having two of those 60 yarder and 40 yarder so let's give taylor some credit here a little bit you know maybe give him a little bit of a boost (laughs) what did it feel like in that moment you've so much anticipation everything that went into last season you have that breakout performance at penn state did it feel like just a a weight lifted off or just you know you finally be able to showcase what you can do on the college landscape uh definitely i mean once i made those plays my name started to get out there more and more and i really understood that i can really take the next step and be a pro if i keep stay down and keep working it's so interesting for you because you're a guy that came out of high school with such big expectations, and right. you seem to like embrace that. Right. You know, some guys shy away from that. You seem to embrace it, but once you get to college, you know, you know, most freshmen like take a couple years, take right. a couple months, get into it. It's like Rakim Jarrett, you got to do it from day one, right. and you were able to contribute early on in a really talented wide receiver core. Right. And with Leah, 
did you go into camp last year in such a weird environment, knowing that you were going to be able to contribute, or did you have some growing pains early being like, all right, I got to get used to this level of football. This is a little bit more than it was in high school. Um, it was both, but I had to really focus in and hone in on my craft to put the work in and try to help the team and contribute as much as possible. So I think I knew I was going to come in and contribute, but it was just up to me on how quick I learned the offense and how quick I got things down to, to get things right. Is it much better coming in without all of the, you know, all the weirdness? I'll use the word weirdness of last year, and this is just more like a normal camp, starting at the normal time you would expect. How much energy does that give you guys? It gives us a lot. Last year coming in, it actually it kind of helped me because everything was so slow. They stopped the season and started it. This year, it's like it's, it's no breaks. We know we're going to have a game, so it's really all in. Only played five games last year, only five games total for the team. What are you looking to maybe showcase this year that you maybe not a, didn't have the opportunity to last season? I say consistency and more discipline. I mean, those two biggest things for us as a team coming in. We weren't very consistent or disciplined last year. We like coach talked to us yesterday. He said we had over 40 penalties in five games. So we want to cut that down a lot and hopefully we can get some wins out of that. Your receiver room has been much talked about and for right. good reason. You've got an incredible amount of talent in that room. How excited are you for you guys to push each other throughout the year? Because, you know, you have a lot of talent at the top, but those guys underneath are coming too. Right. What is that room like every single day? And as you look forward to towards camp, how excited are you to watch your teammates continue to flourish? Um, the receiver room, the receiver room, it's a constant grind. Everybody knows everybody's good. It's like there's no true one receiver. It's like one A, one B. So I mean, I think that that's the driving force of the room. Everybody wants to be great. Even the guys that's not playing, they look up to the the ones and they're trying to take their spot. So I think that's what keeps everybody going. Rakim, how did some of those older guys bring you along last year, whether it be Jay Sean Jones or, or Demas? How did they kind of you know get you ready um, for the college uh, game? I say they just I mean they just told it to me straight. Like they said, it's not going to be easy. You got to come in every day and practice and work hard as possible. Like you're trying to earn a spot that you already got. So I think the mindset part is really, really helped me. The skill part, I think that, that really takes care of itself. You also have, he also has, you know, here the turtle favorite, Brian Cobbs in that room That's too. Right. He's our guy. We love, <laughs> we love Mr. Cobbs. Going back to high school, Rakim, you know, in a really decorated high school career. Right. Early on in that, when did you realize you had the potential to be, you know, a high major college player and then looking forward to try to play in the NFL. When did that sort of click for you as a high school player? I didn't I would say me thinking I can play in the NFL, that clicked last year when after the Penn State game because it's like you think about it, but it's the window is so small and the percentage of people is so small until you actually do something and it's like it's the next step for me now. So, if I just keep doing what I'm doing, I know I can get there. What was the moment in high school you were like, man, I, I'm I can play in college. I, I've got a I've got a shot to to you know get recruited here uh, when you were at, down at St. John's. I say the Miami Central one hand catch. I I woke up the next day he was on Sports Center. Every <laughs> coach was hitting me up. I'm like, whoa. So that that was probably the one. Not too bad to be on at Sports right. Center as a high schooler. <laughs> right. As I, it gets a team from Miami too. Right. Rock, I was watching your highlights yesterday. Just kind of get rid of you know ready for this interview. Your high school highlights. I mean, some of the plays you were making in high school, you were just breezing by guys, just catch after catch after catch. You know, what was it like? You know, in that you know junior senior season when you're just you're you're at your your peak. You know, and you're playing against guys who just you know you're able to, to to burn on routes and things of that nature you know what, what was what was that feeling like when you were able just to be a dominant high school player 
Uh, I think it's all a mentality. You come in with the right mindset that you're, it's no other option but to win every play. So, I mean, with that mindset and with the talent and the work that you put in the offseason, I, mean, I don't think anybody can really beat that. So, what were some of those environments like in the WCAC? You know, playing against those big Friday night games, those, um, you know, top 15, top 10 games every weekend. It was crazy. I mean, every game was a swing game. You, was, you couldn't go into no game thinking you were going to beat this team. We were playing like the number one quarterback in Caleb Williams. He was, he was a monster. So I mean, every week it was it was a tough challenge. So you know, y your story's well documented. Committed to LSU originally, then right. you know, committing to Maryland on signing day. I was remember being in the room with Coach Loxley right. at Gossett when they were sort of getting the call from you, and you were throwing your stuff on social media. What about Coach Lox and what he was trying to do here kind of caught your eye to make a decision like that late in the process where, you know, the reigning national champions in LSU, but you decided to stay home and play at Maryland. What was sort of his pitch to you? And, and you've obviously bought in, as, as we can right. tell. Um, his pitch, it wasn't really a pitch. He just told it to me straight and what he was trying to do for where he's from and where I'm from. And they call him the godfather of the DMV. So I kind of I wanted to rock with that and build kind of what LSU did for their players up here for where I'm at, where I'm from. What was your whole decision-making process in terms of doing that on signing? You 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 blew up the entire right. college football world in right. a, like an hour span. What was that day like for you? Actually, I didn't. I woke up and it was just. I didn't know I was gonna come to Maryland. Like no lie, I just woke up, <laughs> went to school, and I'm like, I was talking to my mom. I think I was like, I think I'm gonna go to Maryland. And then I called him when I was at lunch. And it was it was a big thing. He was like, "You gonna break the internet?" And we did. <laughs> I remember Coach Loxley on the phone with your mom, going, "Is he serious? Right. Is, is this serious right, right now? How much does your family sort of play a part in this sort of entire thing? They they get to drive, you know, under twenty minutes, thirty minutes right. to come watch you play. You know, you get to go back and see them during the season. You know, right. in the off season, how much of a how much does family play a part in, in in your decision to stay here and and how your life is right now? Uh, it was it's a big factor. Parents they don't have to travel as much. They don't have to waste as much money on flying for plane tickets. So I think that was the biggest thing. And you can't really pick where you go in the NFL. So I wanted to play as close as possible to all my family for as long as possible. So, I mean, I think that was the biggest thing. Rakim, what other sports did you play uh, growing up besides football? I ran track when I was younger. And then as I got older, football kind of take like took all my time. So that's about What it. was it about football that just you know, developed that passion? Why do you love this, this game so much? I mean, it's like I said earlier, the mentality. It's either you're going to beat somebody or they're going to stop you. And that's in kind of life. You don't never want to lose to the man in front of you. So I try to take that approach and attack it into the game. There's been a lot of talk. You know, we heard the guys talk at Big Ten Media Day leading up to it about how special you feel like you guys feel like the group is. Right. And that, you know, Coach Lice's message is let's take the next step. The potential talk, right. all that stuff's over. We want to get those results in the field. Right. You know, what does it take for you guys to get that done as you head into what's always a tough Big Ten schedule? You guys right. don't have any – as you said, the WCAC can't take any weeks off. Same in the Big Ten. Right. So uh, I think the biggest thing for us to take the next step, I would say the discipline piece. I keep I keep bringing it up. But that's, <laughs> that's For a winning team, for you to be a winning team, that's probably the most important thing. Everybody's going to be talented, but fourth quarter comes, it's going to come down to who's most mentally tough and disciplined. So I think as a team, if we need to take, if we want to take the next step, we have to be really disciplined in our approach into the game. Keep those yellow flags off the field. Yes, sir. Yes. Keep those things from being down there. We'll get you out of here in a little bit of rapid fire first. You talked about running track. Who's the fastest player on the team? I would say Jacorian Bennett. 
Corey Bennett. Ooh, okay. Gave it to it. Gave it to a defensive player. Yeah, I'm right behind him though. Okay, I'm that's right what I was, I was gonna say. Where'd you I'm put right yourself? Behind him. I'm, All right, I'm second. Well, yeah. One and two. One and, one and two. One, you know, fastest of the offense. Fastest of the defense. defense. We'll, we'll play. We'll watch that in camp. Uh, who's the best locker room DJ right now? Who's who's kind of taking command over there in Jones Hill House? Best locker room DJ, I would say it is um, Brian Cops. He'd be, he, he's on the DJ. I'm yeah, not surprised. Yeah, that veteran, you got to take control of the music. <laughs> right. Can't let the other guys. Got to establish it from day one. Got to establish it from day one that you're the, you're the guy that puts it down. Uh, your favorite part about Jones Hell House? You guys had the big reveal, you know, a couple months ago. Now you're in it during camp. What's your favorite part of that new place? I would say now it's probably the movie theater that we're in Ooh. camp. It's like you can't really find nowhere to chill, but the movie theater is probably the, the we're one. We're hearing place. that's moving towards more of a nap room than a movie theater right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nap Have you watched any shows or movies in there? Uh, we mostly play the game, Xbox. Okay, we're three. playing Xbox. What's, what's yeah. the game right now? What's the kind of Madden. Business? It's Madden. Madden. Okay. Who's your team? Yeah, I was about to say, who's your team? I'm actually a Cowboys fan. Okay. Ooh, okay. Hall of Fame game last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but who's the best Madden player? Who's like the guy that you got to beat to kind of be at the top of the mountain? Uh, Demas. He's really mm. good. We, I think we've heard good things about Demas in other <laughs> wow. interviews of Madden Demas player. Demas is really good. Okay. Uh, well, you know, hopefully the Cowboys you know, get a healthy quarterback get Dak situation. Back. Get Dak back. You know, they'll have a good season yeah. ahead. Uh, I guess we asked this to everybody, Taylor, is our kind of last question on Here the Turtle. Favorite place to eat in College Park? Favorite place to eat in College Park, Looney's. Mm. Ooh, it's a great call. What's the order for you at Looney's? Uh, honey Obey wings. Ah, Those are outstanding. The Honey Old Bay fries. wings. Yes. <laughs> yep. Are tremendous. Honey Old Bay wings for a Kim Jarrett. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Good luck this year. Thank you. Can't wait to see what you and the rest of the guys do. Really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Want to take the Terrapins with you wherever you go? Maryland Athletics has officially launched the One Maryland mobile app a must-have for all Terps fans. The One Maryland app is a one-stop shop for all things Terps, featuring the latest news, scores, game day information, and exclusive content from your favorite Maryland teams. Download the One Maryland app on your iOS or Android device today by searching for Maryland Athletics in your device's app store. Back on here, the turtle presented by Toyota. Big thanks to Rakim Jarrett, who... Talk to us, you know, in the middle of his media day. He just went to go talk to the other journalists here. Uh, we don't consider ourselves journalists, Keith. We're just a couple of entertainers. But uh, oh, you're more, you're more entertaining than me. Uh, so. I don't know about that. I don't uh, know about that. If people watched you, you know, do fake Australian accents for telemarketers, <laughs> they might say different. Well, they things. heard it in our, my interview with uh, Chloe Bibby. They did. They heard that. They heard your Aussie, year. your Aussie Dave accent. Right. Uh, Rakim could not have been a nicer guy. He, you know, I think one of the things everyone sees what he does on the field. All the reports that we get from him and from as a locker room guy, as a leader, as a guy that goes about his business the right way every day is 10 out of 10. So you love to see that. The one thing we didn't mention that I'm upset, he was rocking a little fanny pack satchel. Is he bringing it back? I, I think it's been brought back and mm. elevated to a level that you and I could not touch with the, the, the side satchel kind of going over, you know, stripe across mm -hmm. the chest. Uh, it was very well done. Um, so, I mean, it's probably, you know, it's, you get all your stuff. You don't worry about pockets. You can kind of wear whatever shorts you want. It's not, not a bad move. Yep. Maybe you and Ma I should think about it. We should. Make yeah. sure and it was an Under Armour one. So of here in, in Under Armour land, we can we can rock that. Yep. Um, yeah, going to be very interesting to watch Rakim with this group of wide receivers, um, with a quarterback that can deliver the pill to him. Uh, that is going to be an exciting formula for Maryland's offense, one that could be pretty 
you know, high flying and, and, and has a lot, a lot of speed. So appreciate Rakim jumping on with us. Obviously make sure to jump on umterps.com, Maryland social media channels to follow all of the camp coverage, a lot of fire coming out from our video squad, our photo squad. So they're going to, they're going to keep you abreast of all the, all the great things in camp um, as well as the website. So we're going to try to keep you up to date on that. And we'll be back you know, weekly on here, the turtle having guys on, uh, it's great to be back. And, and the, and the rest of the athletes will roll into yes. fall sports media day, you know, soccer, uh, your, your women's soccer team is back at practice. Men's soccer starts practice on Tuesday. Field hockey's back. Um, volleyball, I think reports volleyball is back. So shout out to all of them. It'll be great. Uh, and speaking of field hockey, Grace Ballston, bronze medalist in the Olympics for great Britain, there you go. Uh, which will be our one Olympic medalist this year. So shout out to her. Great stuff. Uh, that's enough for this week's episode. If you're the Turtle Keith, it's great to be back with you, man. Oh, feels good. It's just a good feeling. We're back in person. We're sitting next to each other. Now to look over, I know. look at we Zoom, look at each other over every Zoom day. for a long time. We're, we're sitting here in, in the flesh, and um, you know we're gonna see some Maryland Terrapin fans in those stands in a month, and um, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, and hopefully that continues. Can we just say to the people, go get vaccinated? Can we just throw that out here? Let's, just get that done. Yeah. Uh, do your do your civic duty here. Do your civic duty. We're two civic duty guys. We are. Yes. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels. You can follow at here the turtle on Twitter at here the turtle on Instagram. You can follow Keith at sneds three one one. You can follow myself at Taylor Smythe ten. And we will see you next time on Here the Turtle, presented by Toyota. Go Terps.